Okay, here we go. I'm not drinking this quite hey yet. guys. But... Welcome to episode 168 of CMD Towers, Brews, and Bills. I'm Mr. Commodore Private. My fellow host wishes there was more gold in black. Yes, and I'll take everything that can. This commander this week has really been a struggle for me because I want him in, like, I would say three quarters of the decks I play regularly. So we're getting it out there. So, hey, how are you? Uh, hello, cats and kittens. <coughs> I've been drinking this mud water stuff instead of coffee. I'm sure you've seen ads for it on the Instagram. I think I have. Yeah. Is, is it literally just kind of look muddy? Yeah. I mean, it's, like it's here. Me, this is going to be, this is going to be for, this is going to be for the uh, video only or things, but you can see it's like, it looks like something you'd see on the road. Like when you're <laughs> driving through the Hills, you know what I mean? Sure. So here's the thing. They purport that it tastes like coffee. Uh, I would disagree. Pretty heavily. It kind of tastes like an iced down chai tea latte. But since I've been doing it, I have noticed it's like I've been pooping way less. I don't get the afternoon crash. I know it's hard to believe me, the man that lives on the porcelain throne. <laughs> hey, look it's at you built. using your bachelor party cup. There you go. Oh, yeah. This thing is. Oh, man. This thing's great. I'm worried that I'm like overusing it. You know, when you get like a new shirt that you really like and you're like, yeah. I don't want to wear this all the time. Right. It's going to get worn out. Like, that's how I feel about these cups, because they're so nice that, like, it's kind of like my coffee slash Bloody Mary cup. But are you supposed to, like, are these supposed to be single use? What do you mean? Like, use it once and throw it away? No, 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 no. Like, this is just my coffee uh, Yeti, right? No, no. Then, I mean, you can use it for whatever you want. Cold, hot, medium, just gotta, room Yeah, because then I got this for my coworker for Christmas, the big boy. And now, a couple new things to bring to attention in 23, Mr. Mr. Combo. One... I'm a straw guy now with my water. Yes. So go. I got it's this one comes with this one that you like it can't fall out, but the problem is when you take the cap off and you turn it over to rinse it, it just falls out anyways. So big straw well, guy how, is that's how one. you know you're really becoming southern because that's actually a southern thing is doing the straw with literally everything. That's oh, where I picked yeah. up is living in the Oh, south. really? In Memphis? Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. So you also talked about how you're, I'm trying to look for a new gimmick on Twitter, right? Always. It's constant search. So I think I got it, even though it's not magic related. So I'm I'm the whore of the wings, right? For my rug, for my running club. That's my name. You know how much I, how much I like hot wings, right? Okay. So I have this idea of like, what if I put my money where my social media is and do like Wingstagram 23 and just take pictures and document all the hot wings I eat both in Charlotte and across the U.S. And then, yeah, and then, I, I yeah, think that's, that's it. it. That's it, right? That's it? Hot dog. Put it on the list. I mean, I still like the tagging random, even mediocre celebrities yeah. with just like a random thing like... I do need to get back into that, yeah. Like, I, hey, I think that'd be so funny, like, just like a picture of a coaster, and it's like, I don't know, does this really fit my accoutrement yeah. at Hugh Jackman? <laughs> At Rob Schneider, are you a single-use Tervis kind of guy <laughs> or single-use Yeti kind of guy? <laughs> but anyways, that's enough about me, Mr. Combo. What's the word? I know we got we all got Chiefs fever, yourself included. Yes, yes, it is. Time of this recording, we are about 30-ish hours, 31 hours away from the AFC Championship game kicking off. So Kansas City is just pumped. Uh, now, granted, we've all been on Patrick Mahomes' ankle watch all week oh. uh but the dude's looking good i mean I'm, I'm sure he's hurt and i'm I'm sure he's gritting through it for the videos and photos but you know he's throwing he's running 
Um, so, you know, it, he's going to, I know he's going to do the best he can. And yeah, I'm just, you know, I, I really want the Chiefs to win. Obviously, it'd be cool for us to go back to the Super Bowl three sure. times in five years. But the bigger reason I actually want us to win is I'm kind of tired of, like, this never happened with Tom Brady. It, it was never like, if Tom Brady didn't go to the Super Bowl and win, he everyone looked at him as trash. Or, oh. uh, hey, the Patriots aren't as good as we all thought, and someone right. else is the king of the NFL. That never happened. But there's already, all like, all year, it was, oh, Buffalo's better. Oh, you know, now towards the end of the year, Cincinnati's better. Yeah, right. And it's Joe kind Chill. of crazy. All the talk this week is like, well, if the Cincinnati Bengals beat the Chiefs, they're clearly kings of the AFC. Joe Burrow's arguably the best quarterback in the NFL. And I just want to say, like, well, we pump the brakes. Because, like, if they go to the Super Bowl two years in a row, which we've already done, yeah, and they lose both times, like they lost last year and say they lose again this year, like, how are they better than than us? I mean, Mahomes will have effectively won two MVPs. He uh, threw for over 5,000 yards multiple yeah. times, 50 touchdowns once, was a Super Bowl MVP, won a Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, I'm just, I'm kind of, like, it's hard for me to connect the dots. Like, well, now I just I just don't get how one team beats you. Yes. And Cincinnati will have beaten us four times in a row by that point. But that doesn't just make them the king of the entire conference. That just means like, well, they have like an edge over the Chiefs. Yeah. But like we still win more games than them each year. So I, I don't know. It's, it's a bit frustrating. Well, and I feel like a I've heard Cincinnati's a real dump for starters or sin, sin city as you call it. Right. I've heard it's like the St. Louis of whatever country or whatever state. Whatever it's in country. <laughs> I don't know. Ohio might as well be a different country. Listen, for all you fine folks in Ohio, just go ahead and skip the next 30 seconds. Okay, good. So it's like the worst of the Midwest and the worst of the South. It's like cultured openings. Anyway, I don't know, man. I think I'd have to put West Virginia there. West Vir- oh, dude. West Virginia is a different world. West Virginia is its own country. It's like, date. I think I've said this before. It's like when I dated someone who, li- who lived and grew up in LA, I was like, this is effectively dating like a foreign citizen, right? Like I have no frame of reference for anything that you've lived with. Oh man. But yeah, no, we're, so we're all Chiefs, excited Chiefs, about Chiefs. Chiefs fever. Yeah. Yeah. All excited for Chiefs kingdom. I mean, heck we're even hosting the NFL draft this, uh, here in like two months, three months. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. That's, that's going to be like absolutely insane for the city. You know, so I, me, I accepted my, my new IT consulting gig. So yeah, it's so exciting. Here's my question for you about the Chiefs before we get off that real quick. So I know there's been some hubbub of them moving. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Chiefs Talk, your favorite Magic the Gathering podcast. So I know there's been a lot of hubbub of them moving the the stadium to, like, the Legends, right? No, not really. So Is that, that, get, that get kiboshed? Well, that's never been a discussion. So th- there's there've been like little rumors locally of like, well, are they going to move away from Arrowhead? Right. Really, what's driving all of this is it looks like Kaufman Stadium is probably going to move downtown. Is, right. is really what it looks like. And what Lamar Hunt, owner of the Chiefs, has already come out and said is like, well, should they decide to do that? Because I think the Chiefs lease is good through like 2030, 2028, something like that. So we're still there right. for five, seven years. There seems to be discussions of like what they would do with that other stadium, like. Would the Chiefs oh. take over the lease for it and then like maybe turn that into like a practice facility? Yeah. Do we do we basically remodel Kaufman into a new arrowhead and then eventually demolish the other arrowhead? Right. I right, don't right. foresee them moving to the Kansas side uh in the legends. And for perspective for people that don't know Kansas City, 
that would be a smart money decision by the Hunt yeah. family because they'd be getting the taxes from Johnson County and Johnson County is one of the wealthier counties in the country. Yeah. 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 Versus where they are right now, which is like Wyandotte County, I think, or Jackson. So, I mean, they're just, I mean, yes, they're getting support from Kansas city, but it's not like, it's not going to be near as mo- much. It's not the money that Johnson County pours into it. So, yeah, right. you know, I think it, it would be smart for them, but it's just like, I hate saying this. It's a vibe. You, you just you can't you can't replace it's a, Arrowhead. It's a vibe. I, I mean, it, it's like Soldier Field in Chicago, yeah, right, or, or Lambeau Field, right? Field yeah. in Wisconsin. There's just there's these iconic fields that you literally just you can't move away from it. You can update it if you want to put a roof over it, fine, right. But you just you can't replace the tradition and history of sure. it. There's just something there. Hey, I I get it, man. I I'm right there with you. So. Well, I know all Thank of you everyone. didn't sign up to hear about the football. So, Bruise and Builds is our deck tech series. And we have conquered our path to 32, tackled ton, tons of EDH themes. We're going to be discussing, or rather, theory crafting, a deck that doesn't even exist yet. Each month, we'll have some new decks. We correlate how these decks are constructed, similar to how beer is brewed. So, we broke it down into four different categories. First one's ramp and setting your board state. We call that grain. And grains are the foundation of every beer. They include both base malts and specialty malts using a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps with the color, taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of that beer. Dex always has ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp your into bigger threats. And just like a grain profile, they usually mix of staples and specialty cards. And then how does your board interact with all of your opponents? We call that hops. And hops give the beer its patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors. They grow in a variety of strands and help distinguish subcategories like IPAs. A hop choices help clear and interact with the board so your deck can ultimately do what it wants. How does your deck actually close out or win games? We call that yeast. And yeast is the microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds alcohol content and carbonation, which this non-alcoholic beer only has one of. Uh, and without yeast, you would be drinking flat sugar water. Without yeast cards, your deck wouldn't meet the goal of actually winning the game. And then we do have shenanigans. Could be fun little pet cards, kind of oddball synergies that we just kind of want to put in there. And we do call that spice. And not every beer has them, but spices and other additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty one. It could be the pepper that turns a stout into a jalapeno stout or additional hops that turn an IPA into a double IPA. Not every deck has something that makes it pop, but if it does, is where we generally talk about it. And without further ado, let's get brewing. So this week, Big Tuck was our legend selector and chose choosing to do a theory craft. So... Big Tuck, who are we talking about? What are their stats? And then um, why did you decide you wanted to talk about this particular commander? Fresh off the presses, coming out in late 2022, we have one of the cards that I feel like Wizards just gifted me four months ahead of my birthday in uh, a phenomenal mono black mythic. That is, I I feel like this card's insane. So we have Gix Yagmoth Praetor. So colorless black black for legendary creature Prixian Praetor. Like I said, it's a mythic. Uh, also a 3-3. Currently, and I'm glad, so I almost pulled the trigger when we were talking about our Mishra episode, right? Because I was like, this thing is okay. going up, up, up. Now, it went, at the recording of that episode in December, it was like 25. Now it looks like it's snuck back down to around 15, which is much more reasonable for this. And I'm pretty sure it's an all-star and standard. So it's a 3-3, whatever. The reason why I like it is because this has two slam dunk tuck abilities. One. Whenever a creature deals combat damage to one of your opponents, its controller may pay one life if they do draw a card. When who's the greediest players in, in any game? Magic players. And what do they like doing? Drawing cards at no expense, at any expense. So that's that for me is like kind of good enough. And then yeah. the second part just gets even stupider. With four colorless triple black discard X cards, 
exile the top X cards of target opponent's library. You may play lands and cast spells among them without paying their mana costs. So you're totally rolling the dice. It's like that, uh, what's that called? The one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Villainous Wealth. Yeah, it's like vill- it's like a repeatable Villainous Wealth in mono black that you could do multiple times a turn. So this just, I my mono black deck, I've like tried warping it around a lot. And this year, especially, I've been thinking a lot about, like, what kind of decks do I like to play? And as it turns out, to no one's surprise, the decks I enjoy playing the most are either convoluted, like, three-color rigmaroles, Rue Goldborg, or my goal is to attack you faster than you can do anything else. So for me, I think migrating my mono black into something that fits more of my play style would be really fun. And this has the kicker of that, like, extra ability that I think you could start abusing pretty quickly. Yeah, I wish this was a power one or less god i'd love this in my shirai deck oh this yeah would be so filthy yeah but i agree with you that the first effect is good enough but i'll say this i wouldn't pay 15 dollars for this card with just that first effect i feel like yeah. Yeah, for the the financial investment you need that seven activated ability sure yeah the, the only real bugaboo i have with it and we'll obviously see throughout this episode is how it obviously wants to be in a go deck or some sort yep. of incentive where my opponents have to attack each other um, in some right. way, shape, or form. And mono black just doesn't do that very well. So yeah, you yeah know, true. I, I think I think in the ninety nine of now, granted, most goad decks don't have black. You know, you think of like my KT deck, or you think yep. of Marisi uh, break of the coils, yeah, Marisi. yeah Naya. But I, I want to say that they did come out with one that might have been Grixis here recently maybe it, was it in the 40k pre-cons like there was some incentive yeah oh yeah i know what you're talking about yeah so i mean I, th- maybe maybe eventually a year from now two years from now yeah. this will be more of like oh my gosh you could build a, a go deck around it but right now i feel like it's probably stronger in the 99 than it is at the head okay sure just because it nothing's forcing your opponents to attack right your, your other opponents it's just completely optional and they very well could say, well, guys, yeah, I'm greedy and I'd love to draw cards. But obviously we see what Tuck's doing. So why don't we just kill right. him? You know, just be yeah. done with it. So, so that's, th- funny. that's so kind of- I, I built the deck radically different <laughs> than that way. Oh. So I'm excited. Mine is like the the opponent's clause is like nice. I'm trying to draw a bunch of cards myself so I can get into paying the seven and then dump like nine. Okay. So, okay. So I'm trying to. So I'm interested to see what. And also for those playing the home game. We do not talk about our theories beforehand. We do not share card pools or anything. So this is this is live. This is live. This is live. If, if you couldn't live. figure it out 168 episodes in, we don't talk beforehand. <laughs> so some EDH rec data. Um, there have already been close to 1,400 decks created, 1,393 wow, yeah. at the time of this recording. Um, from a average type distribution, most of these decks are only running 33 lands. Pretty surprising, to, to be Good honest. Good grief. Five enchantments, 14 artifacts, yep. nine sorceries, eight instants, 30 creatures, nigh, not a single planeswalker. Not a single one. Yeah, I know. I like this is probably about right. I'm going to be more. I'm, I think 30. What do you think? 28.5 is the bare minimum. 28 is more. 28 to 32 is more like the range For you're going to be in, right? Yeah. I actually think that there's a cool build of this where. 
you're using planeswalkers, enchantments, and artifacts and other creatures to create tokens because it doesn't state non-token creature. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's damage. a state creature. Yeah. So yeah, I'm more I'm more looking at it as, you know, can I find things that can create tokens for me? But then also they're gonna provide some other effect. Maybe they do allow me to draw cards to the number of permanents I have on the battlefield. Oh, yeah. Maybe it, they have sacrifice creature clauses where I can then draw cards. So that, that's kind of where my mind goes a little bit with that. But I agree. I mean, you probably at least need 20 creatures, bare minimum. Mm -hmm. And then from a CMC perspective, which is pretty interesting, the EDH rec doesn't give you the average, but it looks like the average CMC of the deck's probably like a 2-6, yeah. 2-8 on really, average. I'm really trying to really find... Really low to I, ground. I want to mix, like, I want my creature curve to curve out at, like, 3, right? Mm. So, like, a lot of 1s, a lot of 2s, a lot of... And then a few 3s. Uh, and I think the way I'm building this too is a lot of times like, well, I'm attacking anyways. So if I can get something, if I can, like, I would sacrifice just a one, one flyer that doesn't do anything for a two mana, one, one flyer that does something right. Like that has an effect on hit or something along those lines, which we'll get into in my, a little bit more in my hop section. There you go. All right. Well, um, we're going to go ahead and dive into this, but before we do, we want to give a big shout out to all of our current patrons that help support CMD Tower. Um, you know, it really does mean a lot um, with whatever you guys can help out with, whether, you know, it's their entry level tier or any of the other ones. But if you haven't joined uh, or you've been thinking about supporting us in some way, you know, heading to patreon.com slash CMD Tower is literally the easiest way to do it. You know, with our entry $3 tier, you get access, full access into the Discord. Um, plus, you know, a, a few other kind of like little soft benefits of, you know, potentially being able to be on an episode, things like that. Um, but then we do have other tiers where you actually do get swag from us, um, you know, whether it be card sleeves, it could be uh, our metal tokens, our coins, uh, they could be play mats, um, you know, just a lot of different variety there. And heck, if you join a tier and there's not something that fits your fancy in that tier, uh, but you see something on our Etsy store that you'd rather like, you can hit me up just like Lemony Lennings did. Um, and, you know, we oh, can yeah. shoot you over a discount coupon so that way, you know, you can still get your value. So, you know, anything you guys could do would really mean the world. Patreon.com slash CMD Tower. Now we're going to head over to the green section. And Big Tuck, this is your deck. Okay. So what card do you want to start with? So I'm going to, I have two that, so it's kind of cheesing it a little bit, right? But I have two pieces in our ramp package. I think are going to be critical to the build that I'm looking for, right? Okay. One is Thought Vessel. Okay. Two colorless and uh, that's it for an artifact that taps for your colorless mana. But more importantly, no maximum hand size around $3, right? And then the second one is Decanter of Endless Water. That's three colorless, an artifact. You have no maximum hand size. And then tap and add one man of any color. In this case, will likely be black. It's about 26 cents. So for me, I'm hoping that I'm going to be having so many creatures attacking each turn that have evasion that I'm going to be drawing a hell of a lot of cards, right? And my end, and my end goal is I want to have like a grip of seven, eight, nine. So I can do like, okay, I'm doing do five here on the first activation, five over here on the second activation. So even though these are kind of boring picks, I really think having no maximum hand size is going to be critical for this deck working the way I want it to. Yeah, and I'll just go ahead and jump in with one of mine because this is the same discussion. Reliquary Tower was oh, the one yeah. that, that I picked in there. So it's just a nice. land, taps for colorless, no maximum hand size. Because I completely agree with you, Tuck. I think you need, like, if you're activating for seven and discarding seven, 
that's not good enough, yeah, right. in my opinion. <laughs> like, we, we need to be discarding 10, 15, 20. Like, you want to do big, fat chunks, so then that way, A, you're getting more opportunities out of your opponent's decks. It, it's yeah. very, um, oh gosh, what did Jason Alt call it? Oh, stop hitting yourself? No, no, no. That was my, No, that was no, no. No, and I want to say even Dana Roach kind of does deck methodology around this, where it's like, whatever your power decks that you brought oh. to the table, that's the power of my deck as well. I can't remember what they called it. I think I've heard it referred to as like, my deck's a 75% deck because... There we go. It's three, it's three of yours and one of mine, right? Yep. There yeah. we go. So it's a 75% deck. And so it's like, okay, well, I need access into your stuff as much as I can. But here's the other thing we didn't even talk about. They don't put them back into their library. When the yeah. effect is done. like whatever you don't <laughs> right. use, they just stay in exile, which I am hot for. Like yeah. as many things as I can like resource wise take away from my opponents and they don't get access to it again. That's great. So I, I completely agree. Thought vessel, decanter of endless water, reliquary tower, all kind of in that yeah. same uh vessel. Nice. All right. All right. What is well, your what second is you... wait, me? You, oh, okay. you okay, no, you go, you go, you go, you go. All right. Well, so the next one I wanted to talk about is Deadly Dispute. I think this is oh. a really smart card for this deck. So wait a minute, I know this one. Colorless black. It's oh yeah, eighty. Kind of expensive. I already got it's one. An instant. <laughs> and it says, as additional cost, it casts a spell, sacrifice an artifact or creature. Now you. Now I want to pause there because some people might say, well, village rights is one cheaper, and it's going to kind of do the same effect. But here's kind of why I, I think this is good. Draw two cards, which village rights does as well. Yep. And create a treasure token. So I like the flexibility of what we get to sacrifice mm -hmm. with Deadly Dispute. And I do like the treasure token getting paid back. Because then effectively, this is the same as Village Rights. It's right. just giving you that that flex of, do I want to do a creature or do I want to do an artifact? Maybe someone yeah. gave me a food token. Or maybe I got some piece of stacks that I do not or, want anymore. Or I, let or me, I already let me have... sacrifice it. I already have my mana base up, right, with all the doublers and everything. So I don't even care about, I don't even care about a mind stone anymore, right? Like, sure. I'd rather have two cards to see if I can find my win con. Yeah, I think this is, this is probably close to like a black standard ish in most decks. I feel yeah, right, like if so. not, it's really strong, and I think that's reflected by its price, right? I mean, Baldur's Gate Battle for it got, it's gotten reprinted in really popular sets and still is this strong. So yeah, I love it. Great piece to draw. So, so I'm assuming Thought Vessel and Decanter was just a one pick for That's you? That's one, yeah. Okay, so what is your next pick? So, we talked about this, and I'm pretty hyped because I just got one of these. So, I'm trying to build it with low-to-the-ground creatures, activating Yicks, and then I've got a little hidden surprise for you near the tail end of it, which you should be able to figure out shortly. But, I want as many ways to make my mana big, right? Like, this is a this is big black mana energy. I want to go for it. This is a card that I've wanted for a really long time. And luckily I ordered one and forgot about it because it came in a secret lair. But I think doubling cube can do some really uh, dumb I stuff. I was in this literally deck. about to say doubling cube. Wait, was that one of yours? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I, just, I, I knew exactly what you were okay. doing. So two colorless for an artifact. It's three, three colorless tap it and then double the amount of each type of unspent mana you have. Uh, and it, I just got, ironically, the secret lair drop is now the cheapest copy at $7. So hopefully I can fleece it over to those Italian guys when I go to CCG con, uh, Charlotte. So anyways, I have Urborg, 
Nykthos, the other one that's worse. Cabal than, yeah, Cabal Coffers. And then there's even another one that's like Cabal Stronghold, I think, that that does it even like That just does it for the basic lands, but yeah. yeah. So anyways, this is like, instead of dumping all that into an Exanguinate, I want to dump that into Yagmoth or uh, Gix several times. <laughs> But you do realize that you have to discard cards to make Gix work. Yes, I get it. So, yes. So right. so if you if you discard your hand, activate Gix once and still have 21 mana left over, unless someone's library is going to help you draw cards, you can't do it again. Again, right, which we'll get into. So this is where it's going to get really stupid near at the end of it. So put a pin in that grenade and then I'm going to okay. see you I'm going to see you take it out and mail to me when we get to our spice. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Well, my last one, it's it's a mono black standard. It's super boring normally, but I, I think in this deck you have to have a Necropotence. Oh, I just, mm. I literally sure. don't understand how you couldn't. Oh my gosh, that Secret Layer 30th Anniversary Countdown version is totally Metal Man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so that's a is... <laughs> Necropotence, black, black, black. It's an enchantment. Skip your draw step. Whenever you discard a card, exile it from your graveyard. Pay a life, exile the top card of your library, face down, put that card in your hand at the beginning of your next step. So through the Thought Vessels, Decanters, the Reliquary Towers of the World, yeah. you could pay 25 life if you wanted to, draw 25, or exile 25 cards, and then those 25 cards go straight into our hand at the end yep. step, and then boom, there we go. We can activate Gix, because Gix doesn't even state sorcery speed. Yeah, right. Or it's, it's the other effect. It's it's oh my God. dumb. <laughs> Yeah. Now, granted, the cast spells that you they would have to if you did it on other people's turns, you would have to have a way to, to be able to do it instant speed, like a good old Vulcan Ori. Uh, but um, yeah, no, I think Necropotence is a must-have in this deck. Uh, I I agree, and I've been going through and tearing down decks, so I have a spare one of these locked and ready to go. So it's going to be coming to it. So uh, it's been a while since we've done a little hashtag suck at Jimmy action and i was watching youtube yesterday and game nights came on like without my choice i got like two minutes in i was like i was like wait a minute what and like Ray <laughs> shut it down it's like i refuse to give them my likes shares just or absolute subscribes. panic touch just it was, I was a like, cup at the latin at the tv breaks <laughs> it <laughs> i just destroy uh yeah but i love necropones in here like I, I i agree with how much stuff we're gonna be having drawing eight this is definitely a suicide or like a kamikaze style deck, right? Where it's mm -hmm. my life. Always, as long as I have one, it don't matter, right? I'll get, I'll make it up some other how. Well, I love it. Well, and black has ways to gain life. Oh, sure. So you know, if we if we end up leaning too hard into the paying life to draw cards aspect, then you know mm -hmm. maybe five or six ways to gain life in some way, shape, or form is worth putting in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, all, all good. So, what is your last green card? Okay, so this is this is another reason why I like this deck because I think I also have this card in a lot of them, right? But we need ways early in the game to quickly draw cards, turn over turn, and something that's resilient, right? And I feel like this is the exact same way I've described this in Oddness in uh, the the Sequoia deck that you gave me instead of Prosh. It's our boy Nether Trader. Gotta have him. Oh my god! Gotta have him. Double black creature spirit haste shadow can't be can be blocked by, or violent creatures with shadow. Whatever another creature is put in your graveyard from the battlefield, any creature you may pay black and bump them back to the battlefield. It's incredible. It's just so much value. It's a circus of value in one card. 
You get him down. He's already attacking that turn, putting someone on tilt. Then you get Gix down the next turn. He's drawing you a card right there. If they board wipe, you'll be able to bring him back. It's just, I, I love it. I love this card so much. Uh, it's fine. So This, I, this, I, I, this might be my, like, your murder. <laughs> I guess. So the, the, the biggest issue I have with it is that Nether Trader needs another creature yeah, to be put right. into the graveyard from the battlefield. If it was just whatever a creature is put into your graveyard from anywhere, then sure. Then it's like you're discarding, then you or can bring it back and yeah. be able to, Yeah, like you, you could do some different things. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's fine. It's it's fine. I love this card so much. I'm love it's I don't know I don't know if it's because I looked at it for so long because I wanted it in Eureka and it was like twenty dollars, and then when it got reprinted, it plummeted. I don't know. Yeah. Could be anything. Right. Who knows? <laughs> well, that's going to wrap up the grain section. Now we're going to head over to the hot profile. But before we do, we'd love for you to check out. We mentioned it earlier, our Etsy store. So if you just go to Etsy.com, type in CMD Tower in the search bar, you'll find our great store. Uh, you know, and that's where you can just go buy a lot of our different swag. Um, you know, we do still have our Jun sweaters out there. You know, we, we've, you know, sold a decent amount actually in December. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, probably Christmas gifts or holiday gifts, things like that. But hey, it's still freezing cold in the world. So yeah. uh, if you guys need a sweater, you should definitely go out and buy one. Uh, but we do have like our foil play mats on there. We, we do have, you know, just a whole bunch of stuff. Um, once again, everything you guys do financially just goes back into helping keep this channel alive. You know, since, uh, you know, effectively we kind of funded ourselves and uh, without your support, we just wouldn't be around. So yeah. uh, anything you guys could do would be greatly appreciated. Etsy.com, CMD Tower in that search bar. Now we're going to head over to the hops yeah. and I'll kick this off with uh, Tuck. You said you wanted to draw cards, right? Uh-huh. Well, I have a decree for you. And it's of pain. Oh, uh, pain. yeah. Six colorless black, black sorcery. Destroy all creatures that can't be regenerated. Draw a card from each creature destroyed this way. Now, Woo. there is a cycling effect, which, you know, might be worthwhile. Cycling three colorless black, black. When you cycle Decree of Pain, all creatures get negative two, negative two until end of turn. So you still get to draw a card because you are cycling. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I feel like the cycling effect's more like, wow, Elf Ball's getting out of control. Yeah. Drakes Can't are getting up. out of control. Yeah, goblins, things like that. And I just kind of, I just need to reset all of y'all. Yeah. But I think the bigger thing is you're holding out for that eight because we're already doing big black mana stuff or BDMs, yeah. <laughs> as I will shorthand it. So, you know, being able to like, okay, well, I could do two commander activation. Well, what if I activate Decree of Pain, draw 30 cards, recast my commander, and then whatever mana left over, hopefully I have seven. Then it's like, oh, yeah, I drew 30. How about I discard 30? <laughs> and you give me 30 cards off of your library. Almost, I'm playing everything. It's almost like uh, it's almost like a, uh, how, like a, to, to, to. Like a finisher almost, right? Like, I mean, it's definitely a hop, but like there's a way that if you cast this for its actual mana cost, you should be like en route to winning the game. Or at least like, uh, I, you I don't, don't think don't so? I agree with that, no. Be, I, I, I hate, now, we've gotten so accustomed to like, well, if you're paying eight or nine for a spell, you should be yeah, winning I, the game. And I hate when people are just, you know, it's kind of the whole, the boogeyman, that seven drop, you pay seven life, draw seven cards, like my whole argument against oh, that. Oh, Grizzlebrand. Yeah, Grizzlebrand. It's like just drawing cards does not win you the game. Like sure. that action on its own does not win you the game. <laughs> you need a you need other pieces to do it. 
Maybe it is something that's whenever you draw a card, you deal some damage, or whenever you draw yeah. a card, people lose life. Okay, sure, but it's not drawing cards winning you the game. So that's where yeah. I would disagree yeah, yeah. with it, because you could do this and then miscount, because it'll kill your commander, and then right, you're right, like, right. well, shit, I'm actually three mana shy of doing anything, yeah. cards and didn't do anything. So that, that would be my stance, but I know with this deck, we're playing it smart, we're going to make sure we have the mana ready, because I do see this as kind of like your expropriate. Like, yes. okay, I'm actually going to be able to do something with this. I'm not just doing it to do it. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah, I can buy I can believe it. I can believe it. I like that card. I have a spare one. It's going to the list. There you go. All right. Well, what is your first hoppy card? All right. With this card, we're going to be able to unlock my hidden theme. Okay. Because we got the Prankle, the Dankle. And also and the rankle, the rankle baby. Let's go, Anji Falkenroth. See you later. That deck is joining the bin. I'm going all in on kicks, baby. This is this is like the card of the deck. It's amazing. So rankle, master of pranks, two colorless, double black for legendary creature, fairy rogue from the set that should not be named. It's also mythic. Three three, flying haste. Boom. No more. Nothing else. If it was a blank card after that, I'd probably still be excited. Whenever it deals combat damage to a player, choose any number. Each player discards a card. Each player loses a life and draws a card. And each player sacrifices a creature. All of which we are, it's not going to cost us a damn thing. We're only we're only going to draw. We're only going to lose a life and draw a card when it deals damage, anyways. So we might as well get two. It's like a better. It's like it's like Nekuzaring yourself. Comes out the turn after uh, uh, Dix comes down. It's just got it all. It's got it all, baby. I love it. I hate this set, I but I want this, this card. card. God, it would it ruined me in standard so many times. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, it's I, I saw this when I was kind of searching um, yeah. for for inspiration. I didn't put it on my list mainly because I was like, I don't know if four and uh, effectively getting to draw two cards, lose two life is good, good enough, enough in my opinion yeah. um, for for me personally. But I know that you're hot for that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. And who knows? Maybe the each player sacrifices a creature will be something that's relevant if you have enough tokens. It's like, hey, I, I'm good losing a 2-2 zombie yeah. because I know that they're going to lose a blocker and then mm -hmm. I'm going to be able to get in. Um, so th there could be something there. Sure. Yes. Oh, God. All right. What happened? What, what's Me. going on? Oh, I accidentally, uh, you know, just, just being a fool, throwing my big, big fat forearm down on the enter key. Oh, oh good. <laughs> yeah. So the, the next card I wanted to talk about is Dread Presence. I think this card oh. is sneaky amazing for this. Yes. yes and yes. I would say this is probably a mono black staple. I, I don't know why yeah. you wouldn't put it in every mono either. black deck. Yeah. Um, so we've talked about this before. It's incredible. Three colorless black. You can get it for $1.60 via Jumpstart 2022. It's a creature nightmare. It's a 3-3 and it's a rare. Whenever a swamp enters the battlefield under your control, choose one. Draw a card and lose a life, or Dread Presence deals two damage to any target and you gain two life. So, once again, playing the game rewards us. Yeah. So, we're going to be playing a land every turn, or we should be playing a land every turn. So, if we're getting that additional card draw, yeah, we got to lose life. But I also, the reason for me it's a hop is because sometimes you might need to ping targets. Yeah. You want to get in for the damage, or maybe someone you have rankle out. And someone has two creatures, and it's like, well, shit, if I do the sacrifice creature, they're still going to have a block. It's like, okay, right, well, right, let right. me bolt whatever it is, and then Rankle will make them sacrifice the other one, and then I'm all good to go in free and clear. 
So I, I think this is going to give us a lot of modality through the game. And neither one of these effects will ever feel bad. Yeah, I agree. Like, and like, I think in this one, I'll probably run like 20 plus basic swamps, right? Mm -hmm. And once we get Urborg, which I'm going to tutor for early anyway, or draw out, then every land is a swamp. So, and the thing I like the most about it too, is like, it's still a three, three, right? Like it's not quite on curve, but this is still a creature that is going to be able to attack with a swarm of other ones and maybe draw you another card if you want it. But you may not even want to do that, right? You may just want to be like, this is just an enchantment. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. Very fair. big on it. Well, what is your second hop card? All right. We got to do it. We got to do it. Are you My doing first... stuff at all? No, no, no. No, it's no, no. I'm not. Uh, no, 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 no. I only do that for your decks. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, it's the OG. Uh, it's, it's one of my favorite cards ever printed. My old favorite play was turn one. Dark Ritual, because you can pack four of them. Turn two, Hypnotic Specter. I mean, let's go here. Uh, I don't even... A colorless double black for a flying 2-2. When it deals damage to an opponent, that player discards a card at random. You're getting your flyer in. You're getting something else out of it. And you are playing into the sneaky theme of a little bit of discarding. A little bit of discard. Not crazy oh, amounts, but just a little bit. That, I'm sure your playgroup's going to love that. Yeah. Hey, they can always attack and draw more. Whose fault is that? So for like again, this is this is kind of a spice, but it's a nostalgia piece. But this is a deck where it, this is a deck where it is going to work towards the ultimate goal. Is it efficient? Probably not, but you gotta play the cards that you want to, right? Well, and then you could always go get that Magic Player Rewards 2006 version, which brings back the fourth edition art. Kind of Ooh. badass looking, and it's only eight oh, bucks. That is hot. That that's super hot. So oh, one, what's even, say, one what's even hotter, though? The one right above it that's in gold-bordered? So anyways, the way I feel about this card, I don't like it for the deck. Okay. So yeah, just, just being honest. Yeah, that's fine. Not a fan of it, mainly because I'm assuming you want to build this commander because you want to also politic the table and get people to hit each other. Right? That's not, that, so for me, that's like the nice to have. Right. Oh, okay. Like the polit the political for me is the nice to have. I just like this because I can draw cards when I attack. Which so it's my favorite thing getting my second favorite thing. Yeah, but, it's just like usually your whole thing is like let me get a taste and nobody's oh, yeah. gonna let you get a taste with it. Maybe not, but I'm saying with the cards like this, they're not gonna have a choice. I'm getting that taste. <laughs> it's like I don't know, insert the some reference to the lacrosse team. I'm getting that taste. I'm getting that taste no matter if they like it or not. All right, well, I got another uh, card from the set that shall not be named. <gasps> I thought you would find... Now, this might be a spice card, but I feel like you're getting to... Because for you, you want to draw cards. Yes. So it's either you're attacking and getting the draw effect off of your commander, or your opponents will make a choice, and you'll draw a card off that choice. So I think Clackbridge Troll is actually kind of good for the deck. Oh, oh, yeah. So. Blackbridge, three colorless, black, black. You can get a copy for 55 Wow. Oh. oh, okay. You can get the promo version for 55 cents. Oh, really? <laughs> this card is pink. <laughs> so it's a creature troll, trample haste. It's an 8-8, eight, eight, which is the important oh. part. When yeah. it ETBs, target opponent creates three zero one one white goat. At the beginning of combat on your turn, any opponent may sacrifice a creature. The player does tap Clackbridge troll. You gain three life and you draw a card. So for me... Because it has the trample and the haste, it's like, sure, sacrifice a goat. I'm still getting to draw a card, 
And you know what, Tuck? This is almost better because now that gained three life, you didn't have to right. pay a life to actually draw the card. Right, so right, right. I don't, I don't think this guy's ever going to attack because I think your opponents are always people going just to be sacrificing. Him. But I don't think you truly care because if you're gaining three life and drawing a card off of this every single rotation and right. think about it, why would anyone ever use targeted removal for it? Well, and it's like, so, it's like, a th it's, and to your point, it's effectively like a three for one, right? Because mm -hmm. someone's sacrificing a, tr a creature. So if you're playing things like blood artist or something like that, that's a win, right? Bla Black loves that. You're gaining life and you're drawing a card, right? So. And you didn't even uh, further add to that, that creature they sacrifice is one less blocker for all the other creatures that exactly. you're going in with. For the swarm that comes with it. So I think this is great. And it's and the trample and haste, it's like my two favorite words stacked on each other. And I mean the price, they're really making they're really twisting your arm on that. But I think this is I think this is cool. I think this is a great find. So the only thing I would encourage you though, because this is where the card doesn't work well in multiplayer, I think you're gonna have to be very strict about the collusion mm -hmm. type stuff. Yeah. Right. Like, like you can't have it to where the the next you know the next person with priority is like, well, I don't really know, and then they discuss it, and then they're like, well, I don't really want to do it. Well, I don't really want to do it. Well, I don't really want to do it. And it's like, okay, fine, I guess I'll do it. And then yeah. they sacrifice it. It's like, okay, priority goes to you. Do you want to sacrifice a creature and tap yeah, it, right. or do you want to go to the next person? Because I think that's where the card becomes difficult. Is mm -hmm. you just can't because it, it's all verbal and we're all just talking. If we were just playing yeah. online, I think it'd be a completely different world. Like uh, MTGO style. Yeah, so right, right, right. That would be my only recommendation. Sure. Is when you play it, it's like, okay, priority goes to you. Would you like to sacrifice it? No. Okay, now priority goes to you. Did you? Right. Priority goes to you. Okay, no one did it. I'm going to attack. There's no takesy backsies. Well, I thought they would. Yeah. None of that. Yeah, no, I like I like that too. I think that's good. And I like I, I think it might play group here with this deck. I don't know. I, I can't tell if they're just going to come and gang up on me or if they're going to like abuse it. Right. So I think it just depends mm -hmm. on who we're playing and when. So I think it'd be, yeah, it's going to have to be strict on that. Mm -hmm. Also just going to let it run away. All right. Well, what is your final hop? So my last one, and again, I, I think that I want to get the most value out of everything. So I am putting in a little small amount of a discard benefits theme for me. Right? Like whenever you're discarding cards and that sort of thing. So one of those cards that does this efficiently and is like a kind of a sort of form of graveyard help is one called Tortured Existence. So it's T O or you know how to spell that. It's one black enchantment for about three bucks. And it's black, discard a creature card, return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. So the thing I like about this is if we want to get those big heavier creatures that are on the final end of it, like a Rankle, the Clackbage Troll, those sort of things, and they get d killed easily, we're going to be drawing enough cards. We're going to have a choice to be able to be like, okay, do I want to play these quick one-drops out of my hand and draw mm -hmm. a card, or do I want to play with these bigger, more impactful creatures, swapping them out? So doing that for a black is, I kind of like that better than like a Phyrexian Reclamation, for example, uh, because I'm going be, to be discarding cards anyways. So... I thought it was kind of a cute pick to keep the cards from your graveyard back to your hand. No, I, I really like that. Really? Well, oh, nice. I, could, I uh, couldn't see it in your face. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, you, you gave me inspiration to, like, look up something. Oh, that's sweet, sweet inspiration. Yeah, we'll, we'll maybe hit on it at, at the end of the episode as, like, a surprise pick. Um, but no, so the card itself, I think, it, I think it's good. Right. But... I think you have to run, and maybe this is spoiling stuff, a certain Black Knight from a certain set that shall not be named. 
I think that's the only reason you run towards. Oh, oh, well, yeah, that would be good too. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, that would be kind of like a finisher. It's like, okay, I discarded 15 cards, 10 of them were creatures. Y'all are taking oh. 10 life each. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 and then maybe you sort your existence to be able to to loop that a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know that that's where I could see some potential value with tortured existence. But if you're not doing that, I don't know. This almost just seems more of like a well, I discarded my eight drop on turn five, sure. and I'd like to get it back a little bit later. But I also think that if you don't have some way to constantly get back your graveyard, mm -hmm. then you're also still missing the boat. Because you can only activate, because you only have so many cards you can discard. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> and draw, because your deck has 99 cards in it. And right, you're right, going right. up against, it's almost kind of like the mill thought. You're like, but you're going up all, against yourself? <laughs> well, yeah. It, no, more of, you You don't have to mill 100 cards. You have to mill 300 cards, because you got ah, three opponents. It's right, like, right. if you're trying to really win off of the seven activated ability, it's like, well, I kind of need to be able to do it. At least two hundred times, or yeah, 200 right, cards right, right, right. worth. To, to I only have yeah. ninety nine that I can do it with. So that that's where I think this for me would be probably more of a spice, depending okay, sure. on how the rest of the deck kind of fills out. All right. Well, we are gonna head out of the hop section and head over to abyssproxyshop.com, yeah. our fantastic playtest partner. Um, if you guys use code CMD Tower, it'll actually get you ten percent off your order. Big Tuck, it's the weekly check in. How big's your cart? Keep talking. I'll have that for you in just a second. All right. Well, um, you know, it's it's something that I've done quite a bit. They actually have a custom catalog. Um, and, you you know, I've built out a full 100-card Najila deck with matching tokens using, like, various woodblock Japanese arts from hundreds of years ago that I found yeah, online. Yeah, that was really good. Um, or I've built, like, a Game of Thrones deck. Um, I mean, they're, they're super flexible. They will work with you. The 10% discount works on full deck, single cards. The prices are between, like, Three and five mm -hmm. bucks, maybe six if you do a foil. Very, very affordable. They ship very quick, and the quality is freaking awesome. So, if you guys are looking for some playtest cards, yeah. thisproxyshop.com, using code CMDTAR is the best way to do it. I'm at $200, even. I, that bonus right, is supposed to be coming in May, man. Come on. Now we're going to head over to the East section, and uh, I got some heaters, but I'm you curious what your beaters are. So I have two that are kind of grouped in the same thing. So each one of mine is playing into my three per perceived strategies of gigs, right? Which is drawing cards, discarding cards, and having creature land base. Or having, cre have, having a heavy creature base as well. So the first one I want to talk about is the biggest payoff for when you discard a card, in my opinion. Or has the potential to be. Which is a card called... Bone Miser. Four colorless and a black for a creature zombie wizard. It's a 4-4. Four, four. Whenever you discard a creature card, create a 2-2 two, two black zombie creature token. Whenever you discard a land card, add double black. And then whenever you add a, discard a non-creature non-land card, draw a card. So with this, the last thing, you can kind of refill your hand again to potentially do another Gix if you're at that point. But if, this kind of, for me, makes it easier where it's like, if it's only seven, like you were talking about, and you're kind of like, that's sort of poo-poo, but I'm going to have this whole sling of value off of it and then maybe be able to do it again off of that. That, to me, is why I like this. I like getting that benefit from the discard. I love this card. It's weird because I wouldn't think this is a yeast, but I think when you're discarding 10 and you're getting however many freaking triggers right, off right. this thing, that it's so powerful. Do you think you would ever swing with it, though? Oh, probably not. 
I don't think I think it'd be too weird. I mean, that's nice, right? But like, yeah, this was an enchantment. It well, it is an enchantment. It's called waste not. But anyways, the, the other one I want to well, add to that that's is for like, opponents though, not for you. yeah, I, exactly. That's why that if it was for you, then this would probably be even oh more God. expensive as an enchantment. It'd be a blowout. So, anyways, yeah. the other one, the other one that I really like, which will help us kind of gain some instant on life as we're doing the Yagma triggers, is faith of the faith of the devoted, which is two colorless and a black for whenever you cycle or discard a card you may pay one if you do each opponent loses two life and you gain two life so i think this is kind of a good answer to like we know we're we know we have a pile of mana left over Mm -hmm. once we activate this for seven we might not have enough cards so kind of a good way to ding down our opponents and this might be able to like crush out the game if we do have that like magic 30 magic 30 black magic mana pool Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, no, I, I think that there's actually a cycle of these cards where it's like whenever you cycle or discard, mm-hmm. do this, and if you do, this happens. And I think it, I think it's good because it doesn't say whenever you cycle or discard one or more cards, so it will exactly. count yeah. the number. So yeah, I, I think that's I think that's a, a really good fit as well. Nice. All right, what do you got for me? Let's see. Let's see All these right. spicy meatballs. So uh, we're going big daddy because you're going to be dealing damage. Okay. We want to draw cards. So how about Billis, Broker of Blood? Oh, God. It's <laughs> being disgusting. Is this going to kill us, though? <laughs> well, think about it, though. You're paying life whenever you activate your commander's ability when you deal combat damage. So five colorless, black, black, black. Oh, yeah. Legendary creature, demon, flying. Pay a, it's an 8-8. Eight, eight. Pay a black, pay two life. Target creature gets neg one, neg one until end of turn. But whenever you lose life, draw that many cards. So you're effectively getting double card draw yeah. <laughs> every single time you guys deal damage to a, an opponent via your commander. But then also, think of Necropotence. Now I only oh, have to do half as much life. <laughs> oh my god. Do, do we need to run like a f- platinum angel in here? I feel like we're maybe I feel, I feel like we're only we are building this deck only in ways that the biggest worry is not what our opponent's doing. It's that are we gonna mill ourselves or kill ourselves off of activated abilities? But I love it. I can't wait to, I can't wait to deck myself like I did with Lanus in uh in Vegas. Yeah. Slam dunk. I, I think, yeah, I think it's slam dunk and it's a flyer. Yeah. So, you know, you're you're getting big eight damage in. And hopefully. You know, at, at a certain point in the game, when you're actually able to get this down, maybe your opponents have used a lot of their spot removal. Yeah. You know, maybe they've used it on your commander over and over because they see kind of the bullshit you're doing. So who knows? But uh, yeah, Billis, baby, big yeah, black. That's a that's daddy. a big one. Imagine like having the nut draw and getting him down on like turn four. Oh my god! <laughs> like what? Do you, like I, what think, I think that's where everyone just scoops. Yeah, they're like we it's we can't get we can't get past this. All right, and we're done. Yep. Moving right along. All right. Well, you have one more left. No, I those were like a joint one. I did t- I didn't know the joint one on They're this. not the same. Oh my god. They're both discards. Over here just making up his own rules. Is that There's this, both they're both discards. You said that in the theory craft, we can link things together if they work together. When you're discarding cards, those are the two things you want. And one can wash the other's hand. The 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 mana generated by the bone miser, you can use to pay for the faith of the devoted. What Nailed is your it. next pick? All right. So we're talking drawn cards, right? So if I'm drawing, I want everyone to be drawing cards, right? But if I'm going to be drawing these cards, well, you guys got to pay for it too. That's only fair, right? I'm giving you the option. It's just a little big, right? Yeah. Some people might call me, some people have called me a lot crawler. Some people have also called me a psychosis. Because we're talking about psychosis crawler, baby. Let's go. Five colorless, 
for an artifact creature, Phyrexian Horror. So there you go. Probably knows our buddy Gix pretty Horror. well. Horror. <laughs> Son of a whore. Power, power Psychosis Crawlers, Power and Toughness are each equal to the number of cards in your hand. Whenever you draw a card, each opponent loses a life. So now we're back. Now we're in business, right? I'm drawing. I'm losing life. You guys are losing life. We're all having a great time. We're all just keeping it nice and even here. And then this thing has the goal to be like humongous if with our reliquary tower effects and whatnot as well. And you can pay $21 for the Wizards Play Network 2022 version. I didn't know yes. this existed. It's all in Phyrexian. It's in Phyrexian. Woof. That's sick. That is pretty, so, yeah, that's pretty I, I think this is good. Um, now, yeah. I don't know why this is a yeast card for the deck because your commander's activated ability doesn't draw cards. No, but my creatures... So, when they this, hit is, this is going to be more drips and drabs, in my opinion, versus, oh, I'm drawing 15, because even Necropotence doesn't draw you cards. You exile right. them and then put them into your hand. This is for the creature attacking, which I'm going to be doing the entire game. Well, yeah, so I know, but that's that's why it's more of a drips and drabs versus... Sure, but it's a, it's a, if it's five if it's five damage a turn, how is that any different than 10 or 15 cards milled by Alter of the Brood? That's a yeast card all the time. Well, yeah, when you're playing like 10 permanents and you're milling 30 cards a rotation, so that's I, a if, lot. I, if I draw five cards, then I'm killing, I'm getting 15 life back. Or I'm like, I'm downing them by, a, I feel like this is, I feel okay. in this build. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe, maybe I, look, maybe I won't even get to cast my commander because I just get shotgun in the face on like turn three. Could happen. In real life. Yeah. Um, oh, that got Please. dark. Ugh. But not right. wrong. Some say an apocalypse is sometimes necessary. And what better than Sheoldred? Oh, God. Yeah. Rain this in. Sheoldred <laughs> the Apocalypse. Two colorless black, black, legendary creature, Phyrexian Praetor, uh, with some badass uh, variant art styles that you can get. Oh, yeah. It has a death touch. It's a four or five. Whenever you draw a card, you gain two life. So now your commander's ability is actually just gain a life. Whenever yep. you deal damage, and you'll get your card. But now your opponents, it's like, hey, you can do it, but it's going to cost you three life. It's going to cost you three a pop, yeah. I Yeah, I think it's sweet. I just wish this card didn't cost $60, and oh I'm, not, I'm not sure when it's not going to cost $60, because I think this is played like every format. So it's sweet. I like the fact that this plays into the, draw, the, the opponent's drawing, especially, right? Like... It's gonna hurt them just for playing the game. So, if I get if this gets down to forty, I'll pick one up because there's like six. I mean, I need this in like four of my decks, but I just can't pay mm -hmm. fifty right now for this. Yeah, gotta, that would be ice a out. real. That'd be a really tough pill to swallow. Paying yeah. fifty, and I mean, you know me, I like the the variant. Uh, actually, the I could get the Phyrexian one for sixty. God, man, this thing's so expensive. Yeah, Holy it's hell. it's upsetting. All right, well, what is your final? Uh, yeast card. It could be one card. It could be 39 cards, apparently. <laughs> well, uh, I didn't put it in, but well, I'll leave it to you. But there's two legendary creatures that are both mono black from the set that shall not be named that I think are both pretty solid in here. So I'm going to talk about the one I actually chose. I didn't even think about the one that you made mention of, which is also great. But I'm going one that's going to deal, that's going to get the, the benefit on the creatures entering the battlefield, thinking I'm going to be playing some token enablers. Uh, and a lot of like low cost creatures, and that one is a Yara Fist of Lockwain. So triple black. You you probably have seen this deck most famously as the Helm of Ross's or Marketing Ross's bullshit uh, Rat Colony deck. 
So Aria Fists of Lockwain, triple black. So you could get the nut draw with, with uh, uh, Dark Ritual and get her turn one. Legendary Creature Elf Noble. Whenever she or another black creature enters the battlefield in your control, each opponent loses one life and you gain one life. I hear you. I agree with you on this one, especially with the drips and drabs. But I love the fact that I'm gaining life back, which is what we need. And then tap, sacrifice, another black creature, draw a card. So I like this because we're going to get the benefits on the creatures leaving with this card. We're going to get them uh, the benefits on them leaving with other cards or entering and leaving. And in a pinch, if we just need to get the next thing going, we can always sacrifice one of our like 1-1 one, one flyers that we don't need anymore just to refill a card in hand and cycle it out. Sorry, this whole time I kept, I thought you said Fist of Lockwain. So I'm over here searching Fist. Oh, shit. Find it. <laughs> Uh, first, so yeah, I, I got to pull okay. up for all of our video audience. So, I don't know. It's, I, I just... Are you talking about the other one? No. Okay, so I think, I didn't think about the, I didn't, I always forget all the shit on Sir Conrad. So I think to your point, if this is probably more of like a, not a yeast, and Sir Conrad would be the yeast, right? Yeah. So like, I think if I had thought, if I had thought it through, I would have put him in mostly for the memes, more so than mm -hmm. I would put her in. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, I, I think that the biggest challenge I have with Arya is I don't know how often we're having creatures enter the battlefield. Sure. Like, you know, are, are we truly doing five to ten tokens a turn and, and they're all black? None of them right. are mirrors or, or colorless. None of that. So I don't know. I For me, I think this would be a spice because at least it does draw a card and you yeah. might get incremental value through the game. Um, but I do agree that the Sir Conrad, the Grim, three colorless, black, black, human knight, legend, five, four, whenever another creature dies or a creature card is put into a graveyard from anywhere other than the battlefield or a creature card leaves the graveyard, so uh, it deals one damage to each opponent. So I think this is going to be like, oh, I play Sir Conrad, I activate my commander, I'm immediately draining everyone for 10 and yeah, then right, getting right, right, all right. the benefits versus I don't see Arya ever having like a blow up turn it for yeah, me well, aria kind of sits actually the psychosis crawler thing where i think it's gonna be more sure. drips and drabs but she's also and also i didn't say this when i was looking this up and doing my notes she's like five dollars which yeah, is ridiculous. kind of insane but guess what i have a copy of it for some deck that i built 10 years ago so there you go well right, uh, what's we your, might need what's to get your, your memory one? checked because uh definitely aria was only printed four years ago well i have i have i taught listen time's a flat circle right what is time I don't, believe, I, don't, I don't believe in it as a concept. Well, you know I have a god fetish, so there's no way I was going to build a deck without a god. And God Eternal Bantu, Ooh. I think, is super hot for this deck. So, three colorless black black legendary creature zombie god menace. When it enters the battlefield, sacrifice any number of permanents, then draw that many cards. Might Ooh. be late game, <laughs> yeah. down to one person. Maybe they have infinite life. Who knows? Oh, uh, sure. Maybe you can't attack them. Who knows? But maybe they only have like 15 cards left. You could yeah. literally float your mana, sacrifice all your lands, everything, draw all those cards, activate your commander, boom, you've won the game because you've decked them. Oh, because you decked them. <laughs> yeah, and it's a 5-6. Yeah. And when it dies or is put into exile from the battlefield, you just put it third from the top of your library, which with all the cards that we're going to be hopefully Yeah, we're going to get it right back. You'll just get it back. And it has yeah. menace. I didn't even mention that, so it can get in for that damage. So yeah, I think it's. I, I like think, it. I, I like this, it a lot. Yeah, this is a slam dunk. Drop it, sack a whole bunch of crap, and just go to town. 
Yeah, and just figure it out. Float a bunch of mana and just yeah, mm-hmm. and try to get there. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, this is gonna be something where it's a good like mid to late game. I have all the cards I need. I like I don't need to attack anymore with my creatures, right? So I get in for one big swing and be like, all right, I'm gonna draw ten and just see if I can dig myself out of this, right? So it's efficient there. It's pretty relatively cheap. So it's like cheap enough for me to take a flyer on, right? At three yeah, bucks. Four bucks. So three fifty. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. It's sweet. It's sweet. Or you could splurge for thirty dollars to get the Comic Con version. I'm not doing. Be, you can't be, read those Comic Con ones. Those ones are horror. All of them are bad. I don't like. No, these are easy to read. These ones are easy, but still, I don't like that design. I don't know. I don't love it. Not for three times or ten times the price. Now, if it was a gold border, then oh, fuck off. <laughs> All right, now we're gonna leave the yeast package, and now we're gonna head over to the spice. And um, I have two spice cards. Okay. To talk about. You go first, then. The, the first one for me was the flyer that I talked about. I was like, why didn't I put this in the list? I'm just it, bag of holding. Holy hell. I don't oh, know why God. I forgot yeah. about this card. <laughs> holy hell. Sing- holy single colorless hell. artifact. Whenever you discard oh, a card, God. exile that card from your graveyard. So it still gets discarded. So your, your commander still gets its effect. And then you can just yeah. pay f- two mana, tap, draw a card, then discard a card. But the bigger thing is, remember I have been talking about like, Tuck, you're eventually going to run out of cards. Right, right, right. <laughs> Four colorless tap, sack, bag of holding, return all cards exiled with it to their owner's hand. Yeah, that's so, a lot. Uh, yeah, o- over, you know, maybe there's 40 cards in there. Yeah, I'll pay four. 40 back to hand, activate my commander. Let's uh, exile 40. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this this card's hot. Yeah, this is this is great. I love this. There's, because there's one, I was trying to like, I was thinking that there's got to be cards with it. You nullify the thing. And there's one called library of Lang. I don't know if you remember this card. So, but the diff, the problem is it's, it's been errated to when an effect makes you discard, not a cost. Mm. So I was like, okay, that's out. This is the answer to my prayers, right? Like, but here's the thing though. The reason it's a spice and not a, a green and I didn't retro do it. Some, you have 40 cards under here and someone just blows it up. Yep. And then they're just gone forever. <laughs> so. See you later. Fuck. I lo- I love it. I think it's I think this is a heater. I definitely am gonna get I, this is on the list for sure. Sweet, and I so mean you can get a copy for literally six pennies. So who yeah, cares? right. Um, all right. Well, what's your spice card that right. apparently is gonna tell us all of the secret tech of this deck and make everything make sense? No, you're just gonna get really angry. But it's gonna it, like it works in a vacuum. So there's an enchantment that is a f- time shift color shift of my card that has the worst art on it of all time. Okay. So you talk about running out of cards, right? And not being able to discard more. But what if I told you that that doesn't have to be a problem anymore for a pretty hefty fine. So the card we're talking about first is the real card is called null profusion. So it's four colorless double black for an enchantment from planner chaos. Skip your draw step. Take that draw step and just throw it right away, right? But whenever you play a card, draw a card, and then your maximum hand size is two. So we're talking about having those big, like you have 15 mana in your pool, right? You have 20 mana in your pool, however much you need, right? So and you have 10 cards in hand. So you're like, adios, no worries, right? When you play those cards for free off your opponents, you get to draw cards from them. So then you refill your hand and just rinse and repeat until you like whiff on it. This is the answer to our prayers. 
Not really, because like as soon as you have no mana, you're discarding all of the cards from your hand. So you just but you gotta do before the last one. You just gotta dump them and just pray for the best. It's a, listen. This is a maniac card. I I, I this is a psych. This is. This is a psychopath's card. I was like laughing about it even this morning, being like, he's gonna not like this at all. But I, I think do not like, like this at all. It's, it's just like bizarre and insane enough to maybe work, I think. I mean, it's a perfect spice card. I yeah, have see, no issues a, with it as a spice. If a you would have tried to sell me on this being a yeast, oh. I would have punched you. Oh, I can't I can't. It's listen, it's not possible. It's, it's horrible. The one, if you can throw it up real quick, uh, the artwork that is on here that is my least favorite all time is from Recycle, or like uh, just like Bicycle, but Re, I guess. And I hate that artwork. It is my least uh-huh. favorite artwork of all time. It drives me insane. Such on a five dollar yeah. reserved list card. Hey, Makes but you s- know what? I bet you Phil Fujilio is real proud of it. Well, maybe he shouldn't be. All right. Well, my last one is a box, but it doesn't have Gwyneth's head in it. Instead, oh, it has Sam. We're talking to Fairy's Puzzle Box. Oh! Okay. So, I thought this is a perfect spice card for the following. And yes, like I do for our video watchers, I'll put up the cool arts. So, four colorless artifact, beginning of each player's draw step, that player puts cards in hand on the bottom of their library in any order, then draws that many cards. So, It it just effectively shuffles it. It makes it harder for our opponents to play and blah, blah, blah. The reason I think it's smart for this deck is because we're going to have effects like the Shieldred, the Apocalypse. Yeah. Where it's going to be, hey, right. maybe I don't want to feed into Tuck's thing with the opponent paying the life, drawing a card. Maybe I'll just say, you know, scratch that, don't want to do it. Right. Well, you're going to still take damage. Like, it's going to be through hook right. or by crook. It's going to happen. <laughs> I will and, make you take this And damage. it's nice because with Fairy's Puzzle Box, you're getting your Psychosis Crawler triggers. You are getting the gain life aspect from Shieldred. So maybe we have to yeah. gain a little bit too much life. Now I'm gaining six or 14. Or, you know, if we have 30 cards in hand, maybe I'm yeah, gaining sure. 60. It, it, it's it's going to be very versatile but it also just may not do anything because you might end up building a deck that doesn't have a lot of these retroactive effects of whenever right. you draw cards, whenever your opponents draw cards. So that's why it's a, uh, a spice for me because once you get to your final build, I think this is the 100th to 101 card yeah. and you need at least five or six cards that could get payoffs from Teferi Puzzle I, Box. And if you don't have them, you, you keep it to the side where yeah. maybe eventually, like you said, shoulder drops in price, you finally get that decide to you know put a, a few additional cards to feed into it and then maybe it does or we know or we start like i play it i because i'm gonna rep, i'm like pretty set on replacing this into my mono black deck and trying to be like okay i'm gonna make this work right like i'm gonna play this a few mm-hmm. times i'm gonna sub it in so i feel like to your point if i'm playing it i'm like oh me and mr combo were way wrong people are yeah. getting extraordinarily greedy with this drawing right and like that hasn't been an issue yet. Then you're like, okay, let's put into the puzzle box. Let's put in Underworld Dreams. Deal some damage there, right? And then if it's like if, but to your point, if they're like, oh, none of them are attacking. I'm just the arch enemy. Then you're like, okay, how do we defend against that, right? So you just gave me an idea. You might be able to turn this into a toolbox deck where you have your same ninety, and then literally right. ten cards. It's like, hey, people are getting greedy and drawing a lot, so these ten cards make more sense. And then, right. oh, nobody's doing it. And I'm on, I'm the arch enemy. Now I take out these 10 and put in these 10. Right. 
So maybe that's actually the way, and that maybe helps you keep the deck fresh. Right, right, right. Because like, so it, this, I'm dead on this. I'm dead with you on this, right? Because Prosh, I've turned him like Prosh was like my my boy, right? Had it forever. Still, probably I still have the most fond memories playing him, right? But it's too powerful. So I, then I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna sunset Prosh. I'm gonna bring back Sekuar, the Death Speaker, right? But then I was like, well, what if I want to play Prosh? So all that to say this, I was like, and I was like, do I just scrap them both? And I was like, no. We do exactly that. There's like 10 cards that are garbage or like way out of price or way out of place in Prosh that are good in Sekuzar and vice versa. So it's easy to be like, I'm just going to keep these. And it's like 10 or $15 worth of cards, right? You're like, okay, sure. cool. We don't need to optimize this. But I love that idea of being like, do I want to play this? Do I want to build this deck as something that's a little bit more like less oppressive? Or do I want to build it where it's like, I know that it's going to be me versus the world. So I need to put in all the removal all of the enchantments, all that stuff too. So I think that's I think that's genius. Like I think it's the way to go with this one for sure. Huzzah. Mm. Well, now we're at the end of the episode. <gasps> if you guys enjoyed it, please subscribe to us on YouTube and on Twitch. Uh, make sure you guys hit the alert so you know when we go live. Tune in for even, you know, five, ten minutes. Say hello in the chat. I know Tuck monitors that stuff. But also, you know, if you listen to this one on the audio format, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Uh, leave a little review. You know, we like seeing those those friendly comments. Um, if you'd like to get a hold of us, here's the best way to do that. You can get at me at Mr. Comet number five on Twitter, all spelled out except for that five. Uh, Big Tuck, I think we maybe talked about this precast or it might have been postcast, whichever cast. What's your Twitter and what's your gimmick that you're now going to start doing? At Big Tuck tweeting is where you can find me. And I think I've got the com combination of it. We'll take the celebrity thing but i'm just going to start tagging celebrities in my wing posts like at jared leto you ever see these kind of wings before do you like that that's it that's pretty happen. good that's my 23 that's my 23 goal that's my stretch goal for the twitter that's your stretch goal that's my stretch goal for the twitter oh man uh you can get a hold of our primary account at cmd tower on twitter as well you can also go to the website where we will have youtube because i got the video fixed for this one um, nice. Now I'm just saving it straight to my desktop, just instead of saving it to the cloud. So, gosh, lost my train of thought. cmdtower.com <laughs> slash bnbe168. Uh, we will have our picks on there. And uh, yeah, you know, a great, great single way to see all the content. And remember, there's a myriad of ways that you can help support our channel. Patreon.com slash cmdtower. Etsy.com, cmdtower in that search bar. Or abyssproxyshop.com. Code cmdtower for 10% off at checkout. All three ways are ways that you can directly financially help our channel. Let us know that Tuck and I aren't wasting our time and give us fulfillment in life, which we are not getting in other areas. So, Big Tuck, Theory Crafting, Gix, Yogmoth Trader. How do you feel? Do you, do you feel like we talked about the cards that are going to really make you want to build it? Yes. Or did we maybe miss the mark a little much? No, I don't think so. I think it's... I think we both, I like that we both came at it from different angles, right? And I could see both of them working. So what I'm most excited about is like, I think I have enough of an idea and you gave me some really good ideas of like filler and especially like big yeast cards, like the shoulder, like especially like the shoulder uh, or the, the Vilas and the God, the God eternal, right? As like, this is how you close out the game, which I can kind of see this deck struggling with because it is that 75% deck card. So mm -hmm. I really like the idea of building it kind of twice or at least like having the fringe cards that, in and out so i i'm really excited like i, I think this is going to be i'm hoping that this is going to be the final deck that breaks through my mono black slump i've been in since pretty much i built the damn thing yeah i 
I'll be interested to play against this once you actually get it. But you you will out. never play it yourself. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if this would be my kind of deck because I, I would I would need a lot of ways to loot my graveyard back to my hands, and then that way I could do it again. Just because, like, like you made the comment when I talked about Villas, like, are we decking ourselves? Yeah, are we just killing her? Is this is this just kill myself dot deck? Yeah, so that that would be my biggest challenge with it, right? Because I would want to, like you do, activate that seven as many times as I can, discard as many cards yep. as I can every time I do it, um, and you know, hopefully my opponents have some cool stuff in their decks. Oh my gosh, could you imagine getting counter activated ability once you discard all those cards and pay oh, seven? It'd be more, oh, oh god! I'd be like, I'm, I'm done. I'm done I here. Quit. This is, this is it. This is over. But for yeah, me. no, that's that's really the only thing that I really see as a, a potential challenge for me, and that's why I want to see see you play it. But I, you know, I, I know you've been searching for that that mono black itch to scratch. Yeah, and, you know, maybe yeah. this is the one. I mean, it is more fun, and you know, potentially, you know, I think even though you didn't build this deck as this way because there's just not enough support for it, maybe in three years, Duck Gix is really powerful because they've done a lot of mono black and colorless goad or attack yeah. opponents. That's actually where I think this deck thrives. Kind of like how mm -hmm. my KT deck, like, hey, my commander does kind of give everyone a benefit, but I'm going to constantly force you to attack each other right. while still getting benefits. And then that way I kind of get left alone to do my own stuff. So I actually think that's yeah. the real version of this deck. That, that would be not awesome. enough support. Yeah. yeah, that would be, that like, if I could get to that point, that would be amazing, right? But for now, I think I'm just going to have to be on the offensive. It's going to be like a fourth and 10. I don't know. I don't know enough about football anymore to know if that's a good offensive player or not. <laughs> well, fourth and 10, usually you're punting. And with that, we're punting this episode. <laughs> Bye. Nailed it.